when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. Now, I don't want to go all religious on you. As a matter of fact, I've studied the science of religions, tribes, politics, and many facets of how and why we adopt belief systems that shape our lives. When I was giving a speech in Minnesota, I told the audience during the pandemic, one of the questions I asked was, how can you entice somebody to change religions or political parties? Now, this was a tongue-in-cheek way of saying, how can you use information and persuasion to get people to change their beliefs, worldviews, and alliances? The realistic answer to this question is, you can't, but you can slowly help them change their own perspectives by helping them have a deeper sense of self-preservation and empowerment. You do this through stories of how others have felt and overcome challenges through their path of enlightenment. If you've been a follower of me and my business, I'm sure by now you're aware that we're selling our home and moving to Raleigh, North Carolina. We're selling and donating just about everything we have, building a new home where we can literally start to make a new story from scratch. It's time. We've lived here 22 years, and I've built my business so I can work anywhere. As I say, I can work from Raleigh to Bali. Why did we choose Raleigh? Well, that's another story I'll offer up later. But the main question we had to answer was, is now the time to change? Well, I had three signs from God that I've talked about before, and they definitely gave me a resounding yes. I was asked by my friend and podcast guest, Ben Thomas, if I wanted to be a musician in the band for the Easter service at church. Since this would probably be the last Easter in Chicago, it was a resounding yes. I've been playing guitar and singing in worship bands since 1997. This was my 25th year anniversary. Now, I don't know, was that kind of a sign from God? Not one of the ones that helped us choose to move, though. Before we started rehearsal, we all stood in a circle and had a chance to tell our story of what happened since the last time we played together almost three years ago. Everybody had amazing life-changing perspectives of what they did to survive. There were stories of self-enrichment, so much change, and very touching stories of how many used that time and their gifts to help others to make it through those troubling times. When it was my turn, I had to tell everyone we were moving, and this was my last dance. 
But what struck me at that point was the three signs from God that told me it was time to move. First, it was the story from 2019 when I almost died from sepsis. The second was the 2020 disruption and changes we all faced during an almost 40-month plague. And third was August 25th at 9 p.m. Central Daylight Time. That was the day our house was struck by lightning. You may see three very different disconnected events, but it's my story and my belief system. And I said, damn, is God trying to send me a message? That was eight months ago, and we ventured into this desert known as our wasteland of basement space and started the journey to purge, clean, and repair to get the home ready for sale. Next, I want to share with you the three lessons that I learned from those three different signs. In February 2019, as I laid on a gurney in the emergency room, not knowing that I was literally hours away from dying, I called the person I was supposed to interview that day for a project manager position at my company and to cancel the meeting we had planned. I spent five days in the hospital. During that time, my team kept my business alive and afloat without missing a beat. Ultimately, I had prepared and laid the groundwork for a rogue wave of me being incapacitated. When I got out, I was more determined to get a project manager than ever before. I actually went through a few before finding somebody who is a perfect fit for me, my systems, and my team. So the lesson learned was, it's not whether a rogue wave will hit your business, but when. Building lifeboats when you're seeing one coming is just too late. Prepping for disaster helps you minimize the effect of when it happens. My team and my systems were my lifeboats. In March of 2020, almost all of my customers said, Stop! Talk about a rogue wave. A pandemic was not in any of our business plans. And I started out by telling you, my audience, and my clients, don't panic, pivot. What both my customers and I had to understand is it's not how do we sell what we have, it's what can we sell that will help our customers get through this disruption. If you can't get products to sell because of supply chain issues, maybe you can sell more services, repairs, and supplies to keep your customers up and running. Then communicate how and why we have to wait for inventory to ease back to normal. This helped our clients flourish during trying times. So the lesson learned is diversification defies disruption. When you have multiple streams of income, you can find ways to increase some while others are slipping or going away. Also, Personal communication and empathy were never as important in any time in my business life. Asking how people are doing, helping them feel like you cared, and giving them insight as to how you can continue to be a resource was the ticket. Finally, in August 2021, I was sitting and watching TV when a bolt of lightning hit the front of my house 
It popped the brick, bent the metal, and fried a tree and poked a hole in my ceiling. Thank God it did not start a fire. It also fried out almost every piece of electronic gear in my house. After the initial shock in the fire department inspection and calls to the insurance companies, it was time to get to work. Yes, I had both a homeowner's and a business insurance coverage at that time. It was time to reach out to my network and find contractors to repair the house and then test every piece of gear to see what I could salvage. That led us to starting to spruce up the house for sale. What else could the contractors do? What equipment was truly being used? And what at this point would I need for my business? Luckily, the house just needed a freshening up and my computers and hard drives survived. The enclosures and many other things, not so much. The lesson learned here is turn adversity into opportunity to reinvent. This is what I did for both our home and my business. My business needed less to do more, and so did our home. So as much as we all want the ability to control our business and destiny, change and disruption do not ask us what we want. You know how to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>